Hi there, I'm Jen Brothers, Supply Pastor for Youth and Young Adults at Second Presbyterian Church. Every year, the youth of our church create and lead a worship service. They write the liturgy, prepare the music, and our graduating seniors preach the sermons. The theme of this year's service is Live in Love. I know you will be blessed by these sermons as our youth preachers share through scripture and story what living in God's love means to them. Holy God, open our hearts and minds to your truth. Amen. A reading from John 13, verse 34 through 35. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And a reading from John 7, Verse 38, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. This is the word of God for the people of God. Good morning. I'm Allison Hammond, a senior at North Cross School and a soon-to-be first-year student at UVA. You may know my parents, Maria and Barney Hammond, my great aunt and uncle, Nancy and Al Hammond, and some of you may even remember my late grandparents, Dottie and Lynn Hammond. I've been a part of this congregation since I was five years old when my family moved to Roanoke, but I've been visiting with my grandparents even before that. Growing up at second, I've been an angel in the Christmas pageant, sung in the children's choir, learned about God's commandments in the river, and overstayed my welcome in children's worship and wonder. Fast forward to confirmation class in the eighth grade. With the guiding hand of my mentors, I prepared to embrace full Christian discipleship and profess my faith to my peers. Throughout those months and culminating in a statement of faith, I began to tackle big questions, such as what do I believe? How do I define my current relationship with God? And how can I contribute as a member of the church? I had so many questions for God many of which I'm still answering and will continue to answer for the rest of my faith journey. These questions led me to examine the foundation of my identity within the Christian faith. So what does it mean to be a Christian? Is there some fundamental pillar or virtue that defines what a Christian is? Some might declare it's going to church and praying Others might reply it's interpreting scripture and applying God's lessons to our everyday lives. And still, others might say it's building a fruitful relationship with God. In light of these different interpretations, one must wonder what constitutes a true Christian in God's eyes. Luckily, in John 13, verses 34 through 35, we receive God's own definition. In a gathering with his disciples, Jesus says, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Preaching for the last time to his disciples before he was crucified, Jesus calls on them to practice the love he has shown them, if forthcoming to his crucifixion, the ultimate testament 
to his unwavering love for us. But this love isn't the same type of love we might be inclined to think of. Love, at least in the English dictionary, is an all-encompassing word that describes everything from romantic love one has for their spouse, to a love one has for their favorite football team or piece of clothing. But the love God describes in these verses are a bit different. Love God commands his disciples to practice is called agape love. Originating from the Greek language, agape love is the constant willingness of the will to your neighbor's highest good, a service unto others, whether a friend or a foe. It's selfless, benevolent, sacrificial, ceaseless, and unconditional love. It's not a feeling, it's an act that expects nothing in return. This is a love Jesus displayed on the cross, the epitome of selflessness, a sacrifice for love. Jesus' love wasn't conditional on our love for him. He loved first, and in doing so, he gave up everything for us, not knowing if or how we would repay him. This is the ultimate expression of love and this is what God calls us to emulate. But how do we begin to show this kind of love, this agape love to others? It starts from within ourselves. By opening up our hearts, our moral and spiritual compass to receiving this kind of love from God, we can love as God has loved us. His love is unconditional, so that no matter what we do, or no matter how messy our lives are, God will always love you and me. Because our moral and spiritual character will determine the course of our life and ministry, the condition of our heart, and our willingness to accept God's unconditional love for us and others will determine whether we enter upon a path towards fruitful results that will advance the work of God's kingdom or the opposite. Thus, an open heart, which is receptive, towards God's love and teachings will grow prosperous, bearing the fruits of the Spirit. John 7, verse 38, reiterates this message by writing, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Each of our hearts is constantly flowing like a spring that is affecting everything from how we live our life to how we interact with other people. Thus, the quality of our inward moral and spiritual life is impacting those around us. So when we choose to emit qualities such as kindness, peace, faithfulness, compassion, and understanding, we show others that the love God has for us. As Christians, we have a responsibility to be the hands and the feet of the church and its teaching we have a responsibility to demonstrate love to others consistently. This year, our theme in youth group is live in love. Influenced from the verse I read earlier, which reads, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. We found that this verse encapsulated what it means to be a Christian. Pondering through questions such as, what as Christians do we wanna be known for? We eventually settled upon our love as the most fundamental virtue that defines ourselves as Christians in our relationship with God. 
This defining feature of a follower of Jesus, a child of God, is how our faith is intertwined into the actions of our everyday lives. It's how we resolve conflict, talk to our friends, interact with strangers, and present ourselves to others. It's choosing compassion and empathy when we might be inclined to do otherwise. While agape love isn't easy, I challenge you, as I will challenge myself, to fill your heart with God's love so that like a river, love will flow out of you. A reading from 1 John chapter 4, verses 9-11. through 11. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. The Word of God for the people of God. This year in youth group, we have focused on what the phrase, living in God's unconditional and never-ending love means. Personally, I have been fed this point throughout my faith journey, but I do not believe I grasped the entirety of the concept even after almost 18 years of hearing it. This past year, though, I've been hearing it a lot, and it has really got me thinking. God sent his only son to demonstrate his unconditional love for us. Our goal as Christians and children of God is to live in this love that he created. I got to thinking about what this love could be defined as, but I simply could not pin it down to a single circumstance or moment in time that completely explains what living in God's love looks like for me. So here is my best attempt to explain how God has worked in my life. A God moment is a phrase I heard on both my past mission trips to Kentucky. I like to describe these moments as times when I feel God's love or presence so strongly that I get almost a tingly feeling inside. Two summers ago, I was able to help change lives with some of the youth on one of these mission trips. Kentucky provided me with two God moments that I would like to share with you. Going to Kentucky is honestly an experience like none other. I have never felt so much joy getting to know my friends at church while also serving God than I did on those mission trips. Our last trip, though, took us to Barberville, Kentucky, where I had the most amazing time working with a family to create a safer home for them. Even though our tasks seemed minuscule, the family was so delighted to see our progress every day. I realized this experience was another way to live in God's love by inspiring hope. On our last day there, the ASP leaders had a big cookout by the pond at the college. A bunch of us went to the dock and ate there, and as we were sitting there quietly eating our meals, I could just feel God surrounding us. I feel like this time we spent together was yet another way to live in God's love by fostering relationships with people in our faith community. I did a little research about God's love because I know what it means to me, but sometimes it is hard to exactly put into words what it looks like. After some Googling, I came across another verse in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18. And may you have the power to understand just how high, how wide, how long, and how deep God's love is. 
This verse reminded me of another God moment I experienced in Ireland three years ago. Ireland is full of beautiful green rolling hills and cliffs higher than any I had ever seen. Sleeve League is the highest cliff in Ireland, so naturally, being my daredevil self, we absolutely had to visit it. I remember standing on the edge of the cliff, looking down at the crashing waters below us, and just being amazed at God's creation. Every little detail of the world he created for each and every one of us. There is a picture I have on my phone from this experience where I am literally laying at the edge of the cliff. One wrong move and way down I would go. Looking back now at this moment in time, I can reflect on this verse and imagine that God's love is even higher than those cliffs. Many of you probably knew my grandmother, Edie Naughton, or Mumum as I called her. She was the person I would constantly turn to for any questions I had about God or how we fit into the whole mix of God's love. Mumum, who was someone who lived in love by letting God's love flow through her. I remember the talks we had when I was little about just how much God loves us, no matter what we do or do not do. She was constantly reminding me to be myself, despite whatever standard was thrown at me from those around me. As a teenager in both middle and high school, this was a message that really spoke to me. My mom assured me that God created me in his image and that that image was good. Again, I had heard this memo in church a thousand times, but there is something different about your grandmother telling you. When I was about four years old, I was really learning about being created in God's image and being confident in who I was. I remember asking mom about how to make a friend in church one day. And her response was to turn around and introduce myself and ask for their name. When I turned around, I was greeted by Miss Annabelle Labin. From that point on, we were the best of friends, both inside and outside of church. We would invite her over for tea parties, birthday parties, and sometimes even a fun lunch date at 419 West. After she passed away, God loved me to continue that relationship with both her daughters and her son. I've had the opportunity to foster so many relationships within the church that are a constant reminder that God's love can bring so many people together. More times than not, I am able to pick out the moments I feel God around me when I'm doing something I would not typically do every day. But I know for sure God is still surrounding me in his love every second of every day. These everyday God moments are more of an emotional feeling than a physical feeling. And these times come when I remember every person God has called me to meet or get to know, people like Miss Annabelle or my Sunday school teachers and youth advisors who show me the true meaning of being a child of God. One day, I hope to be like the mentors who have helped sculpt my faith and love for God into what it is today. My hope for us Christians is that we continue to live in God's love by understanding that God is always with us, whether we realize it or not. He is there in times of stability and in times of turbulence, times of happy and sad, and despite it all, his love is unconditional. 
Second Presbyterian, Finding Direction by Following Jesus.